Hey guys, we're gonna get to today's briefing in just a second, but first I wanna tell you about FT Edit. It's an app for your iPhone and iPad that gives you access to eight of the FT's best stories handpicked every weekday. The app's editors serve up a perfect mix of politics, business, and global news from our award-winning journalists, plus opinion pieces from our top columnists. The best part? You can try FT Edit today completely free for 30 days, no obligation. Just head to the show notes for the link. Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Monday, March 27th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Cash is pouring into U.S. money market funds, and crypto companies are heading to Hong Kong. Plus, the London Metal Exchange found out recently that some of the nickel in its warehouses wasn't nickel. You know, there were supposed to be these bags of nickel in there, but instead there were stones inside these bags. And that was only the latest scandal to hit the market for this metal. We'll tell you more about it. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. In the past two weeks, investors have shifted nearly $300 billion into U.S. money market funds. That's according to data provider EPFR. It's the biggest month for money market inflows since the depths of the COVID-19 crisis. It could be a sign of investor jitteriness of banks after the failure of Silicon Valley Bank and the smaller Signature Bank. To find out more, I'm joined by the FT's Brooke Masters. Hey, Brooke. Hey, Mark. Do we know... Who is doing the shifting? Is it primarily wealthier Americans? Uh, who, who is it? It's The bulk of the inflows are from what are described as institutional investors, which are probably companies and also very large individuals who come across as like a family office rather than normal people. But retail is moving as well. Basically, what's happening is everyone is moving into money market funds either because they're worried about their bank or because they just want the much better rates you can get from a money market fund. Can we say for sure that it's a response to the crisis and confidence of banks, or has this been something, I believe we actually talked about this a, a little while ago, that this has kind of been a trend for a bit? There's definitely been interest in getting higher uh, returns on your cash. And so this was slowly, we, slowly happening. We were seeing money seep out of the banking system into money market funds, which are not FDIC-insured. They work slightly differently. They're basically like a mutual fund that invests in very short-term government debt or uh, commercial paper. But there was this massive spike in the last two weeks, like much, much bigger than we'd been having. So I think we can say it was sort of happening anyway, but this thing put it on steroids. Who are some of the winners here? Uh, J.P. Morgan Chase, Goldman, and Fidelity are the three biggest winners, although uh, Federated and Schwab and Vanguard are also seeing big inflows. And I think what all of those tell you is these are big, you know, responsible, safe-sounding institutions. So people are thinking, okay, I want to be a- attached to something that's large. What happens to these banks if they continue to see money get pulled out and put into money market funds? This is a problem for particularly the mid-sized regional banks, which are seeing the bulk of the outflows. Because the other thing we, we learned from data from the Fed is that there is also money leaving banks. It's not just going into money market funds, but it's coming from the smaller banks. When they don't have deposits, then it's harder for them to do the business of being a bank, which is make loans, because basically they use deposits and lend them out to people and companies, and and if they don't have deposits, they can't do it. 
Brooke Masters is the FT's U.S. financial editor. Thank you, Brooke. Thanks for having me. Senior officials from Britain and the EU have stepped up discussions on closer defense cooperation. London and Brussels recently inked a framework agreement on post-Brexit trading with Northern Ireland. That agreement may have helped pave the way for more defense cooperation. Britain is one of Western Europe's top two defense powers, along with France. Officials say the war in Ukraine has focused Brussels and London on the need for better cooperation on security matters and defense industry planning. The market for one of the world's most important metals has been seriously tarnished. Just this year, two major scandals have hit nickel trading. And it's raised a lot of questions about how sort of endemic um, fraudulent activity is in the metals industry. The FT's Harry Dempsey has been reporting on the nickel troubles. He joins me to talk more about the scandals and why they're surfacing now. Hey, Harry. Hey there. So last year, the FT reported on this huge crisis at the London Metal Exchange. The LME canceled a bunch of nickel trades because of extreme market volatility. Now the exchange is facing all kinds of lawsuits because of it. What's going on this year? Let's start with the big metals trader, Trafigura. So, I mean, this year it's gone from bad to worse for the nickel market. Trafigura unveiled a 577 million uh, nickel fraud um, at the beginning of the year. They said they were the victim of a fraud that was perpetrated by um, Indian businessman Pratik Gupta, who would use a network of companies. Um, it, would, it would ask Trafigura to buy some of the metal, and then it would later buy it back from them. But um, during that period, Trafigura checked some of the containers, and inside was carbon steel, which is worth a 20th of the value of nickel. And then following on from that, uh, a few weeks later, the London Metal Exchange said that it had found in one of its licensed warehouses, you know, there were supposed to be these bags of nickel in there, but instead there were stones inside these bags. And so again, it was just a further blow in the confidence in the LME. Why are we seeing this all happening now, Harry? So I think there's a few things going on here. One is nickel is the most expensive industrial metal, and the prices of it have been pretty high since um, the nickel crisis over a year ago. So if you are wanting to commit fraud, it's a good thing to use because you, you'll, you'll make a, a lot more money by replacing one ton than you would if you used another metal like copper. So do you get the sense that there's always been fraud in the metals industry and we're just kind of finding out about it now? My hypothesis on it is that as interest rates rise, it becomes far more expensive to hold metal in a warehouse rather than just consume it. So people don't want to hold inventory, be it, you know, if you're a retailer, you don't even want to hold, you know, more stock of clothes because that will cost you more in a higher interest rate environment because holding stock um, consumes working capital and capital is more expensive um, when you have higher interest rates. And so because of that, I think some of the metal from the warehouses is coming out, which might have been sitting there for a long time and you don't know what has been happening to it. While at the same time, money isn't free anymore. So, you know, if, if somebody was doing something nefarious, you could potentially cover it up by going to the banks and lenders and, you know, the credit checks weren't as tight. So are we now seeing the tide recede and we're going to basically find out who's caught with their pants down? So, Harry, I'm curious, how did these scandals impact businesses that use nickel? I mean, nickel isn't everything, 
It's in stainless steel products. It's in electric cars. What do these scandals mean for manufacturers? So the big problem for anybody, be it a producer, a trader, or a consumer of nickel, is that when you have a volatile market and there's low liquidity, so people aren't trading this thing very much, it means it costs a lot more money to try and protect against any risks of price spikes. And then ultimately, you know, if you have that sort of volatility for a commodity and you have an uncertainty over whether a pricing benchmark um, accurately reflects the real world and what's happening, then banks will be uncertain about whether they want to finance new nickel projects. That's a real concern because at the moment, a lot of the car companies are saying there's not enough sustainably produced nickel out there. Harry Dempsey is the FT's commodities correspondent. Thank you, Harry. Thanks. Before we go, the world's largest cryptocurrency exchange, Binance, is advertising several job openings in Hong Kong. It's part of a wave of crypto companies heading to Hong Kong to try and capture demand from mainland China. The city seen as more crypto-friendly than nearby Singapore. Officials there cracked down on crypto last year and are planning more regulation of the industry. Beijing also cracked down on crypto. A couple of years ago, it banned all crypto activities. But traders there are still so busy that China remains the world's fourth largest crypto market. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. The latest episode of The Next Five podcast is all about AI and the business travel sector. I speak to Tim LaBelle, head of product for SAP Concur Spend Solutions. We'll have so much data that our travel will be safer. Shelley Fletcher-Bryant, VP of Advito. AI can certainly contribute to more eco-friendly travel practices. And author and public speaker, Theo Lau. AI can help us predict when it will be a peak travel, more delays, cancelled flights. Listen to the full episode of The Next Five wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy.